Moloeni Dumelang Sanbonani. My name is Majim Dumele, and this week we will be discussing Amadouma's book titled Reinventing Africa, Matriarchy, Religion and Culture. The segment will be divided into four sections. Section one will discuss the review of the book. Section two, the idea of answering back. Section three on Amadouma's conceptions of African matriarchy. Section four on the critique of this African matriarchy. book. She aims to critique African-centered responses to the colonial library and the European imperialist invention of Africa by looking at Sheikh Anta Diop as well as Medimba's conceptions of how Africa has been invented through disciplines such as anthropology. Amadouma states, and I quote, the subject of anthropology was therefore racist from the start and was not intended to serve an African interest. Rather, it was intended to humiliate and insult Africans by classifying them as primitive savage, them or other, to the civilized European we. And this she discusses in great lengths in this book. In essence, this book focuses on the idea of power racial and gendered power, and the contrast between European or imperialist patriarchy and African matriarchy. According to Amadouma, before colonialism, there existed a dual gender system in Africa, and this system valued women in all aspects of society, in politics, culture, religion, and economics. She illustrates this by placing emphasis on African languages and how they like distinctions between words such as husband and wife and the use of gender neutral pronouns. Through this, she aims to illustrate the balance between men and women in traditional African societies and how patriarchy has disturbed this balance. Amadoume reinvents Africa through an Afrocentric feminist perspective. On answering back, Amadoume uses the Igbo word nzagwalo, which means when you have suffered an insult, you have to answer back. She, unlike Mudimbe, emphasizes the need to respond to the colonial library. However, this must be done through an understanding of, of Africa's social history. According to Amadoume, only Africans have the authority to authenticate their identity and construction of self. Diop traces African 
social histories on matriarchy to ancient African empires, such as those that existed in Egypt, Ghana, and Senegal. According to Diop, these traditional African societies were peaceful and had divine kinship. Furthermore, Diop seems to insist that destruction, violence, and war are European in nature. With them, Europeans brought ideas of ownership of land and of people. Through this view, Diop aims to illustrate the view that violence and ownership did not exist in Africa prior to European intervention. This seems to suggest that Africans lacked knowledge about the resources they had, resources such as land and gold. I'm inclined to agree with Amadume, who states that this view is a self-fulfilling prophecy, one that reaffirms the primitiveness of Africans. Contrary to Diop and Bladen's view, Africans did not need Europeans to recognize the value of Africa's richness of resources. Amadouma thus states that, this in answering back, African academics should focus on the people, ordinary men and women in societies, as opposed to kings and queens, and on communities in villages and not in the cities. These social histories are important because they challenge the idea that Africa was stateless and decentralized before colonialism. Amadouma states that this view compels us to rethink and redefine states and centralization. section we will be discussing European patriarchy and African matriarchy. Amadume offers insight on African women's history by illustrating the flexibility of gender and gender roles in traditional African societies. She states that gender roles and distinctions between sex and gender did not exist in these societies. These societies, according to Amadume, had dual gender systems where gender roles were not masculinized nor feminized. In the system, there existed a matricentric family unit that permitted women to become family heads or husbands who could yield power and authority. This contrasts European patriarchal inventions of Africa that seemed to suggest that women were controlled by men in numerous spheres, in the domestic and the public. In European literature, patriarchy is emphasized in religious thought, where emphasis is placed on patrilineal male ancestors 
and thus the hierarchical structure of families. Examples of the existence of patriarchy in ancient African societies are often centered around the existence of bride prices and the emphasis placed on women's on a woman's reproductive abilities or responsibilities in the family structure. However, Amadume argues that the context in which these relationships exist in African societies is important, as well as the language used by Europeans to describe these relationships. Amadume draws an, a distinction between family and household units to illustrate the difference between European and African societies, as well as the inability for European scholars to understand this distinction. She writes, and I quote, In the social structure of African societies, the household and the family are usually distinct units with distinct terms. In the European system, they are synonymous since European women never achieved a formal, autonomous, matriarchal system in their social structure. They lacked the types of women's organizations in their social structure. Amatuma's concept of African matriarchy is thus centered around seeing the role of gender as a principle that underpins women's role in the organizational structures that exist in domestic spheres. She emphasizes women's roles as mothers, nurturers, and natural, natural caregivers, as well as women's abilities to dominate in public spheres such as politics and economics. This therefore dismisses the idea that women have been passive participants in ancient African societies. In Zegu's critique of Mudimba's work, he states that Mudimba's emphasis on equal societies runs at the risk of pigeonholing African societies. African societies are vastly different in nature. For example, in Bedi communities in Limpopo, there is evidence of patriarchal values that prohibit women from participating in politics and the economy. Looking at traditional court systems in South Africa, these spaces were traditionally reserved for elderly men in the community, and they had the authority to decide matters pertaining to women's bodies, marriage, and their roles in society. Additionally, women were denied legal counsel and the opportunity to represent themselves in these traditional courts. Other examples of this non-existence of women's power can be seen in the depiction of women as perpetual minors, whose guardians are first their fathers and later their husbands. I'm also not convinced of Amaduma's denial of the existence of gender roles. I believe she downplays their significance in Africa's social history. First, she only seems to understand gender in terms of men and women. Divorcing gender from sex, as Amadume has, requires a 
recognition of other genders that exist in society. And this must be reflected in the language used. The idea of female husbands and male daughters is not indicative of the separation between gender and sex, nor of the empowerment of women. And on that note, I'd like to say thank you for joining me. Please leave any comments and questions down below for further engagement. Thank you.